I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. Uh, our last segment uh, clearly had a few people up in arms, uh, lighting it up. And I do always want to know what you're thinking. Uh, and you can always do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, weigh in, give us your thoughts. Uh, the interesting thing to me uh, in all of the texts that have come in is on one hand, uh, I was accused of defending President Trump. And on the other hand, I was accused uh, of uh, being all in for the socialists and the Democrats. So uh, so there you go. <laughs> on a Monday, no less. Uh, I've, I have stretched the brand completely. Uh, I've either gone all in for the president or I'm all in for the Democrats. And uh, if you look at the text, I'm not sure where I am at the moment. So anyway, uh, again, the thing that I'm trying to get you to focus on at the moment is is not about the president and is not about the Democrats. Uh, plenty to talk about there. Plenty to talk about with the president over the weekend. Uh, we just have to make sure that we don't allow our politics to send us over the edge uh, because ultimately that's where we lose the country. And, and so we have to do the right things, process matters, and uh, making sure we're doing things in the best interest interest of the national security of the country matters. And so that to me that's the, the whole key to this thing uh, and not getting so wrapped around it. Um, uh, we've got to get focused on the principles, the processes, the policies. Those are the things that are going to ultimately help us uh, move forward as a country. And I would add that it's really the principles and the people that are going to make the difference in the end. But we, the people, have to lead with principle. Uh, we have to do that first. Well, we're getting really close to an election here at home. Your voice, your vote, 2020. Special coverage on Inside Sources. So we are coming down the home stretch. A uh, week from tomorrow is election day. Ballots are flying. They uh, should be on your kitchen table unless you've already sent them in, which we hope you have. Uh, get it in, get it done. Uh, rock the vote from home. And I wanted to go back and just review a couple things. Many of you are sitting there at your kitchen table uh, thinking about considering candidates for a wide range of office from obviously the gubernatorial race is on a lot of folks' mind. Uh, but there's congressional races, there's commissioner races, there's an AG race, uh, a lot of things happening and going on. And and the thing that I want to make sure, we're going to continue to have uh, candidates uh, come through the show over the next few days, um, really making their final arguments, final case uh, to be made to the voters of Utah. Uh, so we'll continue to feature those here on Inside Sources and all the programming throughout the day here on KSL News Radio. The thing I want to reinforce today is just some of the things as voters that we should be thinking about before we cast a vote for anybody, for any office, even dog catcher, if we had such a thing. I don't think we have dog catchers anymore. Uh, used to be a thing. Uh, but I, I want to make sure that we're thinking through the right thing now. You you may remember from last week, we, we went down some of those questions of things to think about before you cast that vote. So when you listen to that candidate, 
What do you find yourself thinking about? Are you only thinking about that candidate, their agenda, their role? Or do you find yourself thinking, oh, man, that'd make a difference for me. Wow, that could really be helpful to my family. Or, oh, man, if that happened, that would really be good for our community or for our country. Uh, And so you've got to see where the focus is. Uh, We just talked about one of the things that you should always be questioning when you listen to candidates or you explore their websites and their, their issue pages. Do they talk in generalities or do they talk in specifics? Remembering that when we talk about things in generalities, we very rarely succeed. When we talk about things in the specific, we very rarely fail. Uh, Candidates who talk in sweeping generalities, a lot of what ifs and, you know, broad sweeping statements uh, are rarely effective because it shows they don't have the, the determination or the exactness. Writing things down, being specific requires exactness. And exactness is one thing we want in our leaders at every level. Uh, You can't just do the big sweeping generality. Great speeches are great. Nobody loves a good speech better than me. And those are important. But more important is what are they going to do? What action are they going to take? How are they going to do it specifically, not just a broad idea? And so we have to get to that. Uh, One of the other things that I think is really important is uh, to make sure Uh, You can answer the question, how will this candidate, how will they be able to show political courage? How will this person be able to show political courage? And what I mean by that is it's easy to yell at your enemies. It's easy to, to, to fight back against your opponents in a campaign. How will they, how will they give the bad news to their friends, to their supporters, to their donors? Are they willing to do the hard things? Are they willing to do the things that may cause them to be a one-term representative, a one-term governor, a one-term senator? Political courage is the thing I think we're lacking most in the country right now, is everything is designed around re-election. And sadly, every four years, over 90% of incumbents across the country get re-elected. And so a lot of times as voters, we complain that we keep sending the same people back. But guess what, folks? We keep sending the same people back. (laughs) We keep electing the same people. And so that's a we the people issue. And, And so ask yourself, how will this person show courage? How will they stand up to their party? How will they stand up to the people who surround them in a really tough issue? Because if they don't have any political courage, in other words, if every decision they make in office is going to be about preserving power, they're never going to show political courage. If this is the best job they're ever going to get, that they're ever going to have, they're going to hold on to it as long as possible and do everything they can to keep it. Hard to show real political courage in that environment. And so ask yourself that. Candidate A, how will she show me political courage? What's a challenge she might face where she might have to do that? Or candidate B, how is this guy going to do that? How will he show political courage when faced with a tough issue? Because if we don't start electing folks who have that kind of political courage, uh, things are going to continue because otherwise it's status quo. And the big threat of the status quo is just convince everyone we're too divided Because if we're too divided, we can't solve anything. We can't deal with race issues. We can't deal with 
uh, reforming law enforcement. We can't deal with health care. We can't do it, deal with homelessness because we're just too divided. Uh, it's not one. It's not true. So don't buy into that. If you're listening to a candidate and they're just saying, oh, you know, it's just so divided. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, that person doesn't deserve to be in office. We can have disagreements. We have challenges. The vast majority of the American people uh, are very much the same. And it was really interesting, even over the weekend, Father's Day, uh, everyone thinks, oh, there's this vast difference between a Democratic dad and a Republican dad. Guess what? There's not. They're the same. Same worries, same challenges, same fears, same frustrations, same things they want for their children and their grandchildren. Uh, We're not that divided, folks. And so we need to have leaders who will embrace that, who will believe that, and who will promote that. Now, I want to get one last thing in real quick. We'll talk about this more tomorrow because it's it's a really fascinating one to me. And that is uh, there was a a Gallup poll out uh, just today that uh, talks about the negative emotions that we're feeling in the country right now, combination of of unrest and race relations and COVID-19 and the economy and all of those things. Uh, But here's the interesting thing. Uh, I have always maintained that the American people are not an angry people. We get angry. We get frustrated. We yell, we scream, we protest, we do those things. But then we want to move on. And here's an interesting example. On May 30th, the anger rate across the country, this is across Republicans and Democrats, everybody in the country, 25% said they were feeling a a significant amount of anger in their day on a regular basis, 25%. Now, by June 7th, that number had spiked up to 38%. But by June 14th, it was back down to 27. So we got angry, everything went up, and then it dropped back down. And so as it relates to the candidates, We know what your candidate is against. You know he's against the other side. You know he's against the opponent. But what are they for? That's the question. We'll get into that tomorrow. Next, we're going to talk with Gail Manchin from West Virginia, talking about religious liberty. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.